say the game is getting old Monday morning and your coffee's cold Life is not what Hello everyone and welcome to A New Direction. My name is Jay Izzo and we have a special, special show for you today. Uh, I'm going to tell you something. Look, I know that there are so many of you uh, that uh, are in that mid-upper level level management area, and uh, some of you have become redundant, and and also, or you know, maybe you're trying to make a pivot and maybe find something else to do. How do how do you get there, right? How, well, what do you need to do to get hired, right? It, things have changed dramatically over the years, probably for many of you since the last time you tried to apply for the job or the job that you're currently in, and you know, you need something a fresh start. Now, if you've been become redundant, laid off, you know, for whatever right reasons, and we all know, right? We've seen a number of major companies uh, shut down since the pandemic. And so some of you are still struggling, struggling to find uh, that job. Well, guess what? We have an answer for you today. We really do. The book is entitled Ready, Set, Get Hired. And uh, it's uh, how to land a great job in times of uncertainty. Uh, Co-written by Rita Reed and uh, Dr. Kevin Gazzara, who's going to join us here today. I am going to tell you something. I've read this book, and I've read it twice, and then I read it again. And uh, because I have, I have a coaching client who is right now going through this exact same thing, and that the way this book is organized and put together, and it doesn't just deal with here's do this, do A, B, C, and T, A, B, C, and D. It also deals with what is your mental set. What is your mindset? What's going on with you emotionally? And and all of those things are important because we have a tendency to neglect those things. Well, Dr. Kevin Gazar is going to join me here in just a second, but I'm going to tell you something. So get your pens and pencils out. And I'm going to tell you something. We have something special for you. If you're listening or watching the show on DBTV, thank you very much. You can get... Well, I'll let Dr. Kevin Gazzara tell you what you could get for free uh, by just watching or listening to the show. Before we get to Dr. Kevin G, let's go and let's do what we do every week, right? We're four-part people, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual people. And on this show, if you've not joined us before, if you've not watched this before, we walk you through these four areas to find out where you're at. Take a self-assessment, if you will, of where you're at in these four areas. Because here's the deal, right? We're not static, I mean, I, I worked out today, and as I do most days, and you know, the thing I've learned is that I've aged, is that things just get a little harder. You know, the squat rack gets just a little heavier sometimes. You know, the bench press gets a little heavier, and I find that you know I have to work harder in order to get the same amount of gains I used to get when I got younger, and that's because if I'm not constantly growing, you know, the truth is I'm dying. And so we have to be working on these four areas. So here's how it works. Scale of one to 10, it's a personal scale, five being average. And let's take the physical, for instance. One being my physical area is awful. 10 being my physical area is could not be any better. But like if you were to evaluate yourself in terms of exercise, eating right, drinking enough water, getting enough sleep, what kind of number would you give yourself? All right? Now, don't worry about what that number is so much. That is your starting number. So if you say to me, well, Jay, I'm only a 2.5. Okay, you're 2.5. But you know what? What can you start doing right now to get you to a three? See, that that's the point. The point isn't to jump from a 2.5 to a 10. The point is we got to just make steady progress, right? To getting an above average, right? And becoming a 10, all right? So there's your first number. Second number is the mental intellectual number, right? And one of the things that we know is you can't be a couch potato thinking that information is going to come at you and somehow you're going to, by osmosis, magically learn, right? And learning requires active participation so that what you have to do is in this active participation, right? You know, you, you, have to, you have to make things happen. You have to grow in your knowledge and understanding of your job or your life or your relationships, and you have to be an active participant. You know, a great way to do that is read a book. It's a great way, right? That's growth, right? So you got to put on a growth mindset that, you know, I can learn something new. By the way, you could do that at any age. You know, you say, well, I'm too old to learn something. That's not true. Your brain is working. If you're listening to this show, you're trying, right? So on a scale of 1 to 10, how would you rate your mental intellectual growth? Third, the emotional part of who we are. Well, here's the truth. It really breaks down to two 
distinct areas. The first one is how well are you able to control your emotions under stress and pressure? And then the second part is how well are you able to tap into and understand the emotions of another person? That requires listening. Interestingly, you know what what Dr. Gazzara and uh, Rita Reed really make a point is you've got to get your emotions under control because that's going to that's gonna help you immensely. And then the second thing that you're going to have to do is if you choose to do these interviews, oh, what? If you choose to do interviews with people in your area to learn more about the job and learn more about the industry, especially if you're going to switch industries, listening is going to be incredibly important. Powerful. So on a scale of one to 10, how would you say that you're doing in the emotional area? And then finally, the spiritual area. And you know what? Uh, we're spiritual people. We all are. There's the spirit that lives inside of us that, you know, makes us go and achieve beyond what our mind and will and emotions beyond what our what our emotions want to do and beyond what our mind thinks and beyond what our body wants to do. There's the spirit of the human spirit that exists. And we want to connect that with something that gives us purpose because purpose is a spiritual thing. And if you want, don't know your why, why is a spiritual thing? Know your why. We're going to talk about that in, in this book. Do you know your why? Because that's a spiritual concept. And then what brings you back to center in the midst of chaos? What brings you a sense of peace and joy in the midst of chaos? Is that God? Is it nature? Is it something else? The fact of the matter is we all live by faith. If you drank a cup of coffee this morning, you believed it wasn't poisonous and you're here listening. If you put your key into the car and you thought it was going to start and it did, you believe by faith. When you walked across the street and the sign said walk, you trusted that sign by faith that nobody was going to jump across the crosswalk. Because we, that's what we do. If you have plans in the future, you have faith in it. So on a scale of 1 to 10, how would you evaluate your spiritual area? Those four areas are like the air in the tires of your car. And, you know, here's the thing. If one of the tires of your car is too low, what happens? The car veers, right? And it doesn't run right. And over the course of time, it can ruin the car. And then at the same time, if all four tires are too low, what happens is you can absolutely damage the car. You can ruin the, not just the tires, but you can ruin the car. So we want to bring all our tires up to the right level and so that we can roll well and easy. And speaking of someone who does that, his name is Dr. Kevin D. Gazzara. And he's been on the show before and he's been great. Uh, he's author, executive coach, professional speaker, recognized management expert. He is currently senior partner of Magna Leadership Solutions. Uh, and that's magnaleadership.com. By the way, he's based in Phoenix, Arizona. He has spent 30 plus years developing leaders in the corporate world where he retired from Intel Corp after 18 years of service. In addition, uh, he's been a faculty member of six universities teaching leadership, organizational behavior, marketing, business strategy. And now he joins us to help us learn how to get hired with his latest co-authored uh, effort uh, called Ready, Set, Get Hired. And you can connect with him just by going to Kevin at magnaleadership.com and he'd be willing to chat with you. I know he would. So ladies and gentlemen, please welcome back to the show. And welcome back. I'm certainly not going to be the last time, but welcome back to A New Direction, Dr. Kevin Gazar. Welcome back. Kevin. All right, Coach Jay, thank you so much. It's uh, it's always encouraging when you do a podcast with someone and they invite you back. So you have to believe either you're desperate for people or <laughs> I did something right in the first session. <laughs> no, you, no, the, the, the book of Oz, the, the, the Oz was so good. And I told you that for the show. I love the book. And I, so I know how you write and I know how you think. And I love your insightfulness. And so, yes, no, I was absolutely. Um, and you know I'm not desperate for you know, I'm not desperate for people because I, I turned down more books now than I than I can actually take to do this show. Uh, let's just start right off in the preface uh, of the book because both of you ask a, a question uh, and and you say, regardless of your of the crisis as a job seeker, you must ask yourself, what is your overall plan to thrive in this uh, new environment? And when you when you asked that question, what were you thinking as you were trying to speak to uh, the job seekers? Well, uh, when we wrote the book, so I wrote the book with uh, Rita Creasy Reed, uh, and I have to give Rita most of the credit. She did the heavy lifting. I did. Uh, I helped her do the outlines and do the edits, and you know, uh, do the refocus and 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 really make sure that the book spoke to the people that we wanted it to 
to speak to. And, and the, when we wrote it, it was during the pandemic. And what, what I was seeing during the pandemic, Jay, was that there were people that were getting downsized or the work went away um, and they were just reacting, right? And one of the reasons up front was, is I looked at those, those situations as an opportunity rather than as a threat, mm. right? So I, I thought it gave, there were a lot of people that had called me, you know, I have a, quite an extensive following from, uh, from a social media perspective. Um, but the other thing was, is, you know, since I had been teaching, I've been teaching in the university level since 1996. Mm. I, I, and many of my students still, I guess, revere me as, as a good professor. So they stay <laughs> in touch with me. And, and actually Rita was one of my master's graduates in really? sustainability leadership from Arizona State. So she and I had stayed in touch uh, when she got downsized uh, during the pandemic. She called me and she said, hey, I know that you're always full of really great ideas. Um, you know, this is the situation. She was in oil and gas at the time. Uh, and she, she said, you know, that's my background and I really need to do a pivot. And that's where we started talking about the importance of purpose, because I think too many people react They're like, here's what I've done. I got to find another job just like that. Mm. And what we said, I said to Rita, I said, let's figure out what you really want, what the purpose is, you know, what drives you. Uh, and her passion was around kind of sustainability. It's it's helping with climate change, you know, and, and dealing with global warming and, and really getting organizations, particularly as she came out of the oil and gas industry, she saw the damage that that was was doing. Um, and she re and when we talked about her purpose, she said, I really want to be in a position where I'm giving back and I'm helping rather than hurting the environment. And if I can do that uh, and make money at it uh, and enjoy my job and really feel like I'm making a difference, uh, then it's a good place to be. So so what I said, well, that that's great. What we want to do is I'd love to do is is you need to figure out how to do this. So, uh, and that was the, that was the challenge. So, so what I said to Rita was, I said, Hey, I have a process, you know, that we use at Magna Leadership Solutions. So we were, you know, we've been in business for about 15 years and we have, we primarily focus around our leading forward Academy, do a lot of leadership development for companies around the world, both virtually as well as uh, in, per in person. And one of the, I said, Hey, you know, we have a process that we use to connect with executives that uh, to get clients. I said, I bet you this process would, would work. Uh, I said, I don't know if it'll work, but I think it'll work uh, for people to get hired. And, and because so many people were losing their jobs, you know, and one of my purposes is, is to give back, right? I feel like, you know, from a spiritual perspective, I have really spent 30 years in industry. I spent almost 20 years at Intel spent uh, 10 years at Transamerica Corporation. And I really feel like I got some, I had some amazing managers, amazing leaders. I learned so much, um, but one of, my, one of my goals was I wanted to retire at 50 out of the corporate world and then give back. Unfortunately, um, I was able to do that both financially and, and mentally. Uh, and we started, uh, we started doing that about 15 years ago. Actually, June will be six, 16 years that we've been doing that. But I said to Rita, hey, I think we can make this work for you to get a job. My, my goal would be is I will coach you through the whole process. We'll implement it. And we'll, we can talk a little bit about the, the details uh, in the book in, in a minute, Jay. Uh, and, the, and all I'm going to ask for you to do is, is I'm going to want you to write the book, you know, after you're done of the process. We're going to track the process, what works, what doesn't work. And then, and then we'll publish the book and hopefully it'll be easy enough, unique enough. I think this process, I haven't seen anybody else use this process before. Nope. Nope. Uh, e e e uh, easy enough and unique enough that anybody can use it to find a, a position. And if we can do that, then I think you've met your purpose, which is really giving back and making the world better. And I'm meeting my purpose as well. So, uh, that's that's what we did, and we started on the journey. Uh, probably spent about um, probably about uh, almost like a year or so, maybe a little bit longer with Rita to kind of get there until she got she landed her her awesome position 
actually up in Utah doing what she wanted to do. Uh, and then she wrote the book and it was back and forth and we published it about two years ago. Um, and hopefully there, it was benefit to some of the people that really did get downsized, but rather than just being reactive and just jump into what they had been doing, it really made, hopefully made them think and it gave them a tool to start mining the people that they knew and developing that network so that they, um, could do really, you know, my belief is everybody should be able to do what they love to do. If you're willing to kind of put the work in and uh, get a good coach and or somebody to, to coach you. I agree. I, I think one of the things in your, in your, in the preface here that you both put together, and I thought this was such a powerful statement was, and I'm, I'm quoting you both here, walking away from a previous career and reinventing oneself demands time, excessive courage, inordinate strength, abundant patience, unlimited self-love, and boundless faith. Transformations usually have a spiritual element as if it were life's calling. That is mm-hmm. such, what an, what a powerful opening statement in the book because I've never heard anybody say it that way before. But all of those things are true. Time, courage, strength, patience, mm-hmm. self-love, faith, and, and having this idea of, this that this is a transformational spiritual element that's that as if it were a life's calling. Those are powerful terms, Doctor G. Yeah, well, I mean, I think the other thing is is I think it feels um, overwhelming for most people, mm. so they default to what they know. Mm. What they know is just doing the same thing over and over again. And our hope was that uh, that this was a a roadmap, a guideline, a blueprint, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and what we wanted to do is we wanted to create something that was very prescriptive. I think there's, first of all, there's lots of great books out there on, sure. on how to how to get a job and how to f- find your why and all of those things. And, right. and th- this book, I wanted to be different. I wanted it to move from kind of descriptive, which many of the books are, to very prescriptive. Mm-hmm. Like here's where you start and here's the steps that you do. Uh, we go through in the book kind of a timeline, right? Yep. It's not going to happen yep. overnight. Uh, but pretty much in, the, I'd say in 90 days, you know, you just following things and it's, and you can do it while you are in a position, while you're out of a position. It's not designed so that it's all encompassing where you have to do 40 hours of, of this a week. It's, it's how quickly you want to kind of go after and find those opportunities. Uh, will depend on how many hours you want to put put in. Uh, but the thing is, is I think too often what we found, Jay, was that people get like, just like Rita, people get surprised, surprised and downsized mm-hmm. and they haven't done any of the pre-work uh, and then they have to scramble. And, and my hope was, is that if people uh, are saying, hey, I'd really like to be in a year from now or nine months or whatever the time frame is, I want to be doing something different, that this provides them a blueprint Put all the things in place. So uh, if you have all the stuff in place when you make the transition, uh, the transition's an easy one, and it can happen uh, quickly. It, and, and and by the way, the prescription is amazing. Um, you know, I've written books on social media, and we're gonna we're gonna talk about you know how LinkedIn is such an, an integral part of being able to do this. Um, because it's so powerful and I don't want to, I, I, it's kind of a spoiler alert a little bit, but the fact of the matter is just based on my research, it's an underutilized platform. We're going to talk about specifically how you're going to use it, but I, it mm-hmm. is powerful. I, make no, make no doubt about it. Um, I've written about it. I've, I've written three books about using social media. I've, I've talked about it extensively across the country in Canada and I'm just, I'm just, it's it's a very powerful what you you both have done here and was right on point right on point and um so uh it's really really powerful and i wish people knew more about it um the first chapter uh it's called getting organized and you ask a question you guys ask a question uh right out of the gate it says what do you really really want Mm -hmm. and i and i think that's a question we don't ask ourselves uh before you know when we're been made redundant or laid off or whatever the situation is, or maybe we're in a job, we don't ask ourselves what we really, really want very often, do we? No, no, we don't. Well, I think the thing is, is we get comfortable. Mm-hmm. 
right? And I think quite often, if you talk to people for the first time, what they really, really want, um, they don't see a path to get there. Mm-hmm. So they've they've put their dreams on hold, mm-hmm. right? Or yep. aside or abandon them. Uh, and they just, they, you know, have to just do the work so that they can make a living and they live for the weekends. Um, and, you know, I've been very, very fortunate. I've been able to do in my life what I love to do pretty much all of the time. Uh, and I have this maybe unrealistic situation uh, that other people can be in the same in the same mindset. The thing is, is it takes a little bit of work. And one of the analogies that I like to use with people that when I'm doing executive coaching or coaching them, you know, to to get a job because I've used this this process to help other people get other positions other than than Rita is that I think people fall into one of two categories. You're either a raft or you're a canoe, right? And the raft people throw the raft in the in the stream. And it carries them wherever it wants to go. And hopefully, eventually, there's not a waterfall on the other end. Quite <laughs> often, there is. Uh, and it's a pretty nice ride during the during the process. You bump into some rocks, and you run up on the shore, or maybe hit something else. And overall, it's 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 a nice, relaxing environment. And things things are good. Um, the other type of people are what I would call kayak people. And you throw the kayak in the water, you're in the same water as the as the raft. The difference is that you've got a paddle and it takes a little bit of work, not a ton of work, a little bit of work to stay on that course, you know, so that you don't run into the rocks or the other things in the stream or ground yourself on, on the shore. And because you have that vision of where that waterfall is, you can choose to use the other tributary of the river to, to go down so that you can get to the same spot, but without going over the 500 foot, foot cliff. And, and I think what I find is, you know, per, particularly when I coach people is I want to know what their mindset is. Are they in the raft mindset or are they in, in the uh, kayak mindset? And, and if you can get in that kayak mindset, which is, you know, if you read any of Carol Dweck's work or whatever, sure. it's really the growth mindset as opposed to a fixed mindset. Yeah. And if you can, if you can get there and understand the value of getting there, the, the key is, it's, it's not a whole lot more work as a, as a kayak because you're going to float in either of those. Uh, you just have to steer just a little bit here and there. And we're not talking about a race here. It's just getting to the same place, just getting it, getting to that place in a way that works for you as opposed to the river con- controlling you. That's awesome. His name is Dr. Kevin Gazzara. The book is entitled, Ready, Set, Get Hired, um, How to Lead a Great how to land a great job in times of uncertainty. You're listening to him here on A New Direction. Hey, folks, uh, two sponsors that I have here on the show. Uh, One is Epic Physical Therapy. Uh, Listen, whether you're recovering from injury, surgery, suffering everyday aches and pains, maybe you're a professional athlete. A lot of professional athletes go to Epic. You know what? They're going to customize a treatment program that's specifically designed for you. So when you're ready for your Epic relief, your Epic recovery, your Epic results, don't look any further. Go to epicpt.com. That's E-P-I-C-P-T.com. And Linda Craft Team Realtors for more than 38 years. They've been helping people transition in life. You say, wait, I thought you said it was a real estate company. It is. But think about it. Every place you've ever lived has been a transition in life. From the apartment to your first house, downsizing, upsizing, whatever it may be, it's life transition in some way or some form. And for 38 years, they've been helping thousands of people do that all over the world. When you're ready... Start your next life transition. Start with Linda Craft Team Realtors. That's lindacraft.com. That's L-I-N-D-A-C-R-A-F-T dot com. And we're back here on A New Direction uh, with Dr. Kevin Gazzara, uh, co-author of the book, Ready, Set, Get Hired, How to Land a Great Job in Times of Uncertainty. All right, uh, Dr. G, uh, I want to talk about a couple things here in this first chapter, um, and and I'm going to take them a little bit out of order just because they spoke to me in a particular order. And so um, hopefully it won't uh, be too too bad for us to do that. But one of the things I was thinking about when I was reading this book, and you both talk about it later in the chapter, is you talk about the fact that um, the job search, dev- job search is not easy. It's about accepting change, which can be difficult. And and she says, I've experienced all the stages of change, which, by the way, are really coincide with Dr. Elizabeth Kubler-Ross's, uh, you know, grief, right? Denial, mm-hmm. anger, right. bargaining, 
depression, and then acceptance. And she uses denial, misidentification, anger, disorientation, exploration, letting go, and rebuilding. Speak to the fact that we kind of need to be okay with grieving the loss of our job, that that's just okay. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely okay. In fact, you want to, you want to do that. And the key is, is you want to take from that, um, you kind of want to do a kind of an analysis or actually you want to do an analysis of what you loved about the job, uh, what you didn't love about the job, uh, and what was missing from the job. And if you really focus on those three areas and do a, a really good analysis and it's, and it's using the four vectors that you're talking about, uh, as, as well, it's, it's, it's making sure that, uh, that from an emotional perspective, a spiritual perspective, you know, um, a, a cognitive perspective, all, all of those using that to kind of evaluate where you are and where you want to be. Uh, it's a great opportunity for you to do that. If, if one, the job has gone away Two, if you're, you've already kind of mentally checked out <laughs> and you're, and the job will go away. Or ultimately, if you if it looks like things, particularly you now in the in the tech sector at the moment, I think this book is incredibly valuable for anyone in the tech sector because I think many of them got got surprised, right? I mean, yes. they they came in and voila, ten thousand people are gone. Yeah, man, that is a major major hit. And I bet you all those people are doing great work. Uh, business is business, and you have to stay focused and you have to stay profitable, uh, so that. Sometimes businesses, executives have to make hard decisions, right? And, and my hope is, is that, well, people will read the book uh, and recognize that they can start putting the work in now. Hopefully it's, it's not too late. And the best time to read the book is, is now while you have a, have a job to, to get your mindset, start thinking in the future. And if you can do that, uh, I, think, I think you're going to be pretty well set up uh, so that you have better opportunities, um, you know, and I, and if you go and do something that you love to do every day, you know, m the money will be the byproduct and not the product, mm. right? That's, that's what I found. You know, I left a fantastic career, you know, 18 years at Intel right. and was managing their management leadership development programs worldwide. We used to do 2,500 managers and leaders a year. It was incredibly fulfilling, uh, very, felt very, very safe. Um, and then as things happen in many corporations, they bring in new VPs and new VPs have ideas of what they want to do and what they don't want to do. And the, all the things that I had been working on for 18 years basically all went away because that was the new direction of the VP. So I said, well, let's go do this uh, for other people. And the challenge was um, that one, I knew what I wanted to do. I didn't want to... Um, I wanted to do it for organizations that didn't have a $10 million budgets, right? That they uh, working with small to medium sized organizations to really, really, really make a difference. And as my financial advisor would say is this was your message from God, you know, where the, the VP took things in a, in a different direction. Uh, and I looked at it as an opportunity. Fortunately, I had been doing a lot of the stuff that's in the book already. So when I left, um, that I, I was well prepared. So I, I'm certainly kind of the kayak person rather than the raft. And, and, and let's talk about something else that's related to not only dealing with your grief, but also it's a mindset. And, and you talked about this. Of course, Carol Dweck has done you know tremendous amount of work in growth versus fixed mindsets. But staying positive in this process is critical, isn't it? It's, it's critical and it's very difficult. And the I think one of the biggest challenges I see with people I coach is that they try to do it all on their own. And, and the key is, is you want to join a mastermind group. You want to get a coach. You want to get a mentor. You want to have that regular conversations because it's pretty easy to go down that rabbit hole pretty quickly. Uh, and it's, it's dark down there. And the key is, is if you can't maintain that positive mindset, uh, that is going to be a detractor for you. Uh, so don't tr don't try to do it alone. There's lots and lots of other people out there, uh, and hopefully you can tap into uh, people within your network, whether it's LinkedIn or anywhere else. Other other people that can help you uh, professionally. Yeah, I think you know uh, I, I have a client who's uh, you know is redundant 
and right now, and we're working together. And you know what he told me the last time we spoke was, I just need you to help me stay positive and motivated. Because he said, I, I could, and, and, and it's true, right? I mean, you can spiral down when you get rejected after rejection after rejection. You can spiral down. We never spiral up, do we? <laughs> Dr. G, we, never, <laughs> we, we only spiral down. And he said, I just, need, I just need to have a call with you just so that I don't keep spiraling down. Because that, it, it is dark down there when it spirals. Yeah, and, well, and let me add to that. This is not, not in the book. You just triggered something for me. And one of the other things that I had done, so I'm, I'm a consummate learner. So I'm always doing new degrees and certifications and all that kind of stuff. I love structured learning. Uh, and about two years ago, I went off and I got certified uh, to be a facilitator for positive intelligence. Mm. And, um, and what I will do is, so I'll make a recommendation to anyone listening here. Uh, if you want to maintain that positive mindset, um, it's probably one of the best books, uh, Positive Intelligence by Shirzad Shamin, uh, is probably one of the best books to, to read because what it'll do is, uh, very much like Ready, Set, Get Hired, it's very prescriptive rather than descriptive. Mm. And what it does is it allows you to evaluate your, um, your what he calls your saboteurs, those voices in your head. So you have a, a saboteur brain and you have the sage brain. And the key is, is, is once you identify the saboteurs, the things that are holding you back, that are forcing you down that downward spiral, uh, you can make a correction. Um, and uh, the assessments are completely free, which I love that he gives them away because he wants to make a difference. And if you go to our website of PQ, which is positive intelligence, they call it PQ like IQ, pqtrainingandcoaching.com, uh, it'll give you a quick start sheet and you can get, anyone listening can get to those assessments instantaneously and they're free uh and it'll give you insight of kind of what are the things that are holding you back so that when you get down in that hole and you're not really sure because there's so many things coming at you you have a prescription of how to kind of hold them back in a way so you don't go further down the hole one by the way thank you for doing that uh one of the one of the other things that starts off this chapter and and i've kind of skipped around to get to this point and that is, you have to know your purpose statement. And, you know, Sinek has been, Simon Sinek has been, you know, big about knowing your why. Yeah. Um, and, and I think we all know that. But then, but you say you've got to begin with your purpose statement for your career. career, Because you say fulfillment is not an outside-in job. It is an inside-out job. That means your fulfillment generally comes from giving service by helping people and organizations. Yeah. So help people understand why that is so important to find your purpose statement. Well, um, Shirzad Shamin talks about this in Positive Intelligence as well, is that um, that fulfillment really, you can either be satisfied or you can be happy, right? And people sometimes use the words synonymously. And to really get happy, the way, and what they found through lots and lots of research is, uh, to really get that full sensation, not just quick satisfaction of, oh, I got the check off on that and I accomplished that. Uh, truly, truly to be happy is you have to make a difference for someone else. That it, it can't just come from focusing on you, you, you. It's not me, 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 me all the time. Uh, and the more that, the more that you give, the more that you get. And a lot of people don't buy into that initially. Yes. Because they haven't tried it. Or they haven't had a measurement system um, that that reinforces. They have what what I call they have the cause and effect system, right? Mm. Well, I gave that to someone. They didn't do anything for me, so why should I be doing it again? Problem is, is they're not they're not taking a long enough time for the measurement. Ultimately, I've had people that have called me. Um, God, I, I just talked to to someone that I hadn't talked to probably in over twenty years. Uh, and, she, and she said, I just wanted to, to let you know, you know, when I was working for you back at Intel, you did one thing that completely changed my life. Mm -hmm. And like, I had no idea. Uh, I said, you, uh, she said, even though I was your admin, you tr taught, you tr treated me just like a member of the staff and valued my information. And that gave me the confidence. And ultimately she set up all these businesses. She left being an admin. Uh, and she's been incredibly successful. 
but it was me giving up the time at the, at the moment where she wasn't doing the admin work to be able to bring her into the meetings, to ask for her, her insight, uh, to encourage her to go get additional degrees and, and so forth. It was, I had to give up some of my admin time from her to, to do that. And I didn't see anything right now, um, 20 years later, what I recognize is what she's been able to do for her family and her career and her life and how excited she is uh, all, all of the time. So a lot of times you have to make sure that you're, you're not using a cause and effect relationship, you're using a correlational relationship. And sometimes the, the feedback doesn't come. You have to have, like we started the session today, you have to have faith yes. that you're doing the right thing. And if you're doing the right thing, uh, I've always been taught from, at least from my upbringing and my parents, uh, is that things will come back to you, may not be immediate, right? Uh, they will come back to you. No, listen, you're right on this. I, I tell people all the time, we everything that comes out of my mouth, or anybody's mouth for that matter, we are either a positive influence or we're not on others. And how mm-hmm. we treat other people, are we inclusive? Do we treat them as, do they have safety with us? Do they know that it's safe with us? Are we, are we, do we give them the power of safety that they can, that they can speak openly? Do we put them in positions where they can be empowered? Right. We, we all have that power within us and we don't, and, and, and you and I don't often see sometimes we do when we're coaching people on one-on-one we do, but sometimes, you know, like we're speaking to a group of people, we don't often get to see or even hear stories of something that maybe, maybe we said, which is part of my purpose, you know, is to make a positive impact on this world through the gifts I've been, uh, the God given gifts that I've been given, uh, and to help people change and find a new direction in their life or their business or their career. And, and I, I get it that, that it's so important and anybody can do it. You, you influence somebody. We ultimately do. And, and that's, and, and that's powerful. I, I want to just say though, that, you know, I was speaking to a group of pre-retirees to retirees and I was, and I do this talk on purpose and psychologists define purpose as, um, Finding something personally meaningful to you that makes a positive impact on the world around you. And I think one of the things that you just said there was so important is that oftentimes we get so focused on, I've got to make X number of dollars. I have to, I have to do this. I, 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 me, me, me. And what happens is we don't sit down and go, well, what is personally meaningful to me that's going to make a positive impact on the world? And we ultimately miss that purpose. And you have a purpose discovery exercise here that people can take advantage of that actually is really, really powerful. I mean, you ask a series of about eight questions, seven questions here, you know, mm-hmm. seven or eight questions. What are you good at? What are you best uh, when you're at your best? What are you doing when you look at your calendar? And you have, and this is part of the prescription is you've got to walk through right. this exercise first. Talk about the power of the exercise. Yeah, well, the, the key is, is, you know, so my background is in, you know, I did my undergrad in engineering and business. And so I'm a very analytic thinker, right? So that's, uh, uh, that's one of the things. And I always believe that if you can have, if you can get the right tools to help structure your thoughts, you can find amazing things. Uh, and I think uh, that's why I love the prescriptive process. Right. Uh, the pres- you know, if I can give you the prescription. So really what I'm doing is I'm giving you a prescription so that you can get to a description of what what you want to, to do. And too often people just give you the description. Well, you need to think need to think about what you want to do. The challenge is, is many people don't have an overly analytic mind of like, how do I structure that in a way where if I put all the things in the funnel, I get this out of the bottom. Mm. They see them as all independent pieces. And, and this is designed to get people uh, to think in a structure that typically works for just about everyone. I mean, you can take the questions in any way what you want. The key is is to is to really think about them uh, and think about them, you know, beyond uh, just profit and really purpose, right? And if you can do that, I think one of the things that that I do as an executive coach is I, I when I when I first do our first meeting is uh, that you know my my role here is not to give you what you want. 
it's it's to identify what you need and help your help you identify what you need because what people want is they want the tell me just tell me what to do <laughs> the, yes. the the book is really designed to help you to tell you what to do so that you can determine how to do it right it's not how the final it's it's really what I, the elements i need to put in place so that once i get into that position where i get those clients that it's really much more descriptive for you um, but you have to have the prescription first right. otherwise you're not going to be able to get to that point where you can make that decision in the kayak of do i go to the right tributary or the left it's beautiful. His name is Dr. Kevin Gazar, co-author with uh, Rita Reed on how uh, Ready, Set, Get Hired, How to Land a Great Job in Times of Uncertainty. Uh, the book's outstanding. Um, we're we're, gonna, we're coming into the last section of the show. We've got something special for you in regard to this book. Um, but we're going to be right back right after this. Hey, folks, Epic Physical Therapy, did you know that they offer the most top-of-the-line advanced equipment like the Alter-G Anti-Gravity Treadmill, the Normatech Compression Sleeves, Game Ready, my favorite? That's just a few. Listen, they're certified in the most cutting-edge treatments like blood flow, restriction therapy, dry needling, cupping, and that's just a few. So listen, when you're ready for your epic relief, epic recovery, and epic results, don't look any further. Go to epicpt.com. That's E-P-I-C-P-T dot com. And then there's Linda Craft Team Realtors, right? For more than 38 years. Look, they've been helping people transition. But you know what their customers say about them? That they're the legends of customer service. Her first client from 1985 still comes back to see her today. That says something, doesn't it? It says that, you know what? Is that she's been able to maintain relationships over the course of those 38 plus years. Folks, if you're ready to make your transition and you want somebody who really is going to make it much easier, take the stress out of it, and help you with your home selling or home buying needs. Start with Linda Craft Team Realtors. That's lindacraft.com. That's L-I-N-D-A-C-R-A-F-T dot com. And we're back here on A New Direction uh, with my friend, uh, Dr. Uh, Kevin Gazzara, uh, the book, Ready, Set, Get Hired. Um, I, I want to do it like a football quarterback, honestly, um, but I, I, I'm not going to do that to you. Um, uh, one of the things that you say here is understanding, talk about is understanding that your skills are transferable. Mm-hmm. And a lot of us, I think what happens is we get caught up into the idea, well, this is the job that I've always done. And we don't think about that. The skills that I have there are absolutely transit are transferable. And you kind of have to build out this personal experience map. Help us walk through that a little bit. Well, I think, you know, there's there's lots of skills that, that, that everybody has, right? You know, you have, um, you have technical skills, uh, you have people skills, you have uh, emotional control skills uh, as, as well. Uh, and I think too many people think about, well, I know this industry, you know, I'm really good in real estate. And now I want you to move into physical therapy or I want you to move into some, something technical. Like, oh, I can't, how can I do that? I have no knowledge in there. And the question is, is, you know, what do the, what do the clients, what do the clients want in the, or the, what do the people you're going to work with need in order for you to be successful? They need to be a good communicator. Well, of course they need to be able to, for you to be accountable. Well, of course do they need to have, uh, you be able to have some analytic skills to be able to diagnose some problems, of, of, of course. Now, the thing is, is you want to make sure that you don't get stuck in that context and realize, hey, you know, if you if you talk to people in different industries, they will tell you the same thing, right? People get hired for skills, and it doesn't have to be just kind of the technical competencies. It's really much more than that. Um, but they get fired for all, all of the, the soft skills right. uh, that you can develop in the, in a previous industry. So, um, so the, I think the key is, is, you know, you want to hire for talent and you want to train for skill, mm-hmm. right? And that's one of the things that I get when I'm coaching someone uh, is that, Hey, I can learn this other kind of stuff. And by the way, if you are going in, if you are doing a massive change of industry, I mean, I went from uh, f- focusing on heavy, big equipment for utilities and oil and gas turbines and compressors to computer chips, mm. right? Um, complete, completely different, but I knew how to set up uh, organizations. I knew how to manage people. I knew how to do analytic thinking. 
Uh, I knew uh, I knew enough about technical things so I could easily understand that. So so I had to convince them that the soft skills that I was bringing over and my passion, right? My passion at that point in time, reason I made that change was because I love computers, I love graphics, I love video. And when Intel had bought the digital video technology from RCA Labs, 1988, it brought all the three things together that I love to do. Mm. Um, and that's probably a whole nother story, you know, for, for a different time. But the thing was, is I, I saw the transferability and because I had the passion there, even though I wasn't working in the industry, uh, I had done my homework and I had learned a whole lot. And today, and back in 1988, we didn't have the internet. So I had to do a lot of books out of the library, <laughs> you know, hard copy kind of things. Yep. Uh, talk to a lot of people, you know, partner with people to, to get coached. Uh, today, you know, if you want to change industries, you can, you can pretty much become an expert even before you, before you start. Uh, and if you have that passion, you're a continuous learner, you've got that uh, growth mindset, uh, you you can get there. And if you develop these others, the soft skills, the stuff that gets you either retained or fired, um, uh, boy, you're in good shape. Yeah, it, it, you, you nailed it. You just you just you just nailed it right there. I, I'm moving to chapter two um, because we should move on at some point because chapter one's so good. Uh, chapter two is entitled "Getting Centered: The Online Application Myth." Um, one of the things that Rita says is in her experience, 90% of successful jobs landed were by referral and connections. Um, and according to um, Harvard Business Review, 50% of hires come from referrals. And one of the mm -hmm. hard facts that she came across was that only 2% of resumes actually ever make it into the hand of a recruiter. Yeah. Yeah, there's too many people that I've coached that, you know, have this dependency. I had one, one guy I was working with uh, pro bono. Um, and I, and I, and I, and he had been looking for a position, a very senior level HR person. He'd been looking for a position for about three to four months, no bites. So I said, what are you doing? And he, he went through the normal process, right? You know, I go online, I apply <laughs> and wait, right? And, and that, we know that, that that doesn't work. So I said, so what are you going to do to correct that? And he said, well, I'm just going to do twice as much of what I'm doing at the moment. And I said, you know, this, We'll see how that, I'm not going to recommend that. I'm going to recommend this other process. Unfortunately, he, he didn't, he didn't take the other process they want. So you have to be able to be open for something different. You can't be doing more of the same kind of stuff and expect different results. You know, I think that's the <clears throat> definition of insanity. So, so the thing is, is that you have to be able to, to get somebody to help you. Right. And uh, the second chapter and the rest of the chapters in the, in the book talk about how do you do that? which is really making those connections with people, developing connections, um, you know, and being able to demonstrate your expertise so that you're attracting people. But just depend, having that dependency of online, um, it's going to take a really long time, if ever. Right. <clears throat> and you're going you're gonna to miss lots and lots of opportunities. Many of the times, the positions that, uh, that you're going to get don't exist. Right. 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 Yeah, matter of fact, you quoted, there's a quote here that's 80%. That 80% of the jobs aren't even advertised. Right. And, yeah. and then this is becomes where your referral network and the connections that you make become critical. It, it, they just become critical. And, and, and yet people are still trying to go, well, I'm going to just... I call it this. I called it the scattergun approach. You don't call it that, but yeah, I call it the shotgun this, approach. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> where people are just throwing, it's like it's like throwing spaghetti up against the wall to see if it sticks, right? I'm just going to shoot my resume out to 100 different places. Hopefully, somebody's going to get it. But you know what you're probably doing is getting 100 different 100 rejections. Right. Whereas if you had a referral network, and you were starting to work that referral network, it was what you're saying in this book. Yeah. Is that you're shortcutting the process greatly if you'll focus on that first. Well, and other, the big thing is, is you, what you need to do is you need to figure out what the need is of the organization mm. more so than what open positions there are. There you go. If you can figure that out, if you can figure out what their pain points are, their gaps, I'm not making enough sales. I'm not like Rita did. I'm not really... You know, people aren't looking at my company in a, in a very positive way because we don't do the sustainability stuff, you know, that we're not giving back, that we're hurting the environment, that um, 
that position didn't exist. It's like, this, this is what I can bring for you is, is that talent, regardless of what the title is, is that an adder for you in your organization that would help your organization grow? Is like I said, we say in the book, a lot of the positions don't, don't exist. The key is, is you have to figure out where the pain points are. And that's what the book does. The book does, the book is designed through the rest of the chapters of building your network and giving you that secret sauce, which is in the book yep. about how do you get the people to talk to you in a way where you're not selling them. Uh, but what you're doing is you're sparking, you're kind of igniting this idea of, oh, I never thought about that. I'll get back to you or let's have an additional discussion. That's the biggest challenge that we saw. And that's kind of how we came up with this, uh, this process that's in the book is that getting, getting a conversation, you know, most of our leadership academy, which is a six month program, it's relatively expensive. And we do it for intact teams and organizations or not intact teams. We do it for organizations that have teams. It doesn't have to be the same team. And one of the things that we found was, you know, getting in front of an executive to, to pitch that so that they can recognize what would be possible to kind of fill their gaps. You know, our, our, the thing that we, that our programs fill the biggest gap is, is, is retention, right? The problem is, is, is you want to hire, you want to hire and retain the best people. And usually you get to this point where people are going out the door fast and they're coming in. That's usually a good indication that something needs to, to change. And, and our, our challenge was that you need to be able to get in front of the decision makers and just sending notes out to, to people in your LinkedIn network or any of your networks, just doing that very, very difficult, if not impossible, uh, in ready, set, get hired, as you know, because you've read it, there's a, there's an alternate way to do that. We tested it out. I wanted to talk to people about our programs. No selling, just an idea of, of gaps that it could fill to help them, right? Once again, it's giving back. It's a servant leadership mindset uh, that that I I couldn't pitch it that way. Um, our, our, our approach was is get people, um, and all the scripts are in the book, as you've seen, get, get people, uh, to get so you can talk to people and use them uh, to provide you expert quotes for our articles that you're writing. Uh, and if you write that uh, and you quote them and you make them famous and you make them look really good, ultimately what they do is they'll do the marketing for you. Uh, and that's a whole lot better than spending thousands of dollars on ad, Google ads and Facebook ads and uh, LinkedIn ads and so forth. So the key is, is it's giving back. It's making sure you're taking that correlational respective perspective rather than the cause and effect. You know, well, I, you know, I did two of these and I haven't gotten hired yet. It's going to take much, much longer. So if you can do that and you can follow the process in the book, um, um, you're going to be successful. I, I can guarantee you, you will be successful. It, you know, what's interesting to me is that I don't know if he's still there. One of your colleagues, Dr. Robert Cialdini, uh, who was, he used to teach at Arizona state. I don't know if he's yes. still there. I, yeah. Wonderful. Wonderful, right. you know, his book on influence Power and persuasion, influence. Mm -hmm. fan, fan, fantastic. And just I, I, which I've read. One of the best. And, and, but, you know, you're just, you, what you're doing is you're talking about the law of reciprocity that he talks about in the book, right? You, yep. It's not about who you know, but who knows you. And then what you're going to do is you're going to give to them, right? And reciprocity comes back around. It does. You just have to have the faith. Because most right. people want the reciprocity as as a cause and effect, and <laughs> right, it doesn't work right, that way. right, right, and it doesn't. It just doesn't work that way. This is why, you, this is why I think your system is so beautiful, is because when, when you're getting started, it's you, you talk about networking is not about who you know; it's about who knows you. You you have your you have a preparation week, and then you got to treat this as a forty hour job. But the forty hour job is really building out your referral network, and then being able to put them in a position where they're the big hero, not you. Right. Right. That's yep. absolutely. You, you have, you have to make them the hero and you have to set it, set it up in, in a situation. Our, our program in, in the book and everything we've done, zero selling. 
There's yeah. no selling, right? Because yep. people hate selling. Yes. And I hate when people try to, to sell me sell me stuff. But I will tell you, when we first tried this uh, as a as the beta uh, the beta process, you know, I wanted to get in front of as many um, executives as I could. We put the process in place um, using the scripts in the book, uh, and overnight, I had a dozen CEOs say, yes, I'd love to talk to you so I, I can provide you and I could use their quotes in, in the article, like within 24 hours, right? And up to that point in time, you know, using, you know, all the other techniques, crickets, 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 the, the minute that you make that mind shift of it's really about them and making them the hero um, and truly believing that, yes. right? That's, that's where it comes back. All right, so we're at the end of the show, and we promised people that you've got a free offer for everybody. So uh, tell everybody what your free offer is, uh, Dr. G. So the free offer, which anyone that can see us, uh, it's it's right up here in the. I left it right in my background. If you if you go to um, https you know, for colon forward slash forward slash um, that you can uh, and you go to Magna Leader. M-A-G-N-A leader.co, not com, .co, forward slash J, right, as in Coach J here, um, for New Direction. Um, that will give you, for free, no sales pitch, whatever, it'll give you our reviewer's copy of the book. So you get the full book for free, um, uh, and what it'll do is it'll, it'll, tell, it'll t- give you directions. If you like the book, um, we would love to have a review from you. Gives you upfront how to leave a review on on Amazon.com. Uh, and if you don't like the book, you don't have to leave a review. Um, and, and, there's, and there's no there's no quid pro quo here. My my goal is is hopefully this will be help helpful for people. It's an easy read. I don't know, Jay. How long did it take you to read through it? Uh, it I, I it didn't take long at all. I mean, what, maybe I, two two hours. Maybe maybe. maybe. I, I, Maybe, but I, I abused your book by highlighting <laughs> and then taking notes on it and doing all those things. So, no, but probably an hour and a half to two hours, somewhere in there. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, e- easy read. Um, and, uh, you know, we don't make, we, we didn't write the book to make money from the book. We made, we wrote the book to help others. And then hopefully that's what that's done is it sparked people to say, hey, I read the book. I have some questions. We have an automated system you can use if you don't want to do it manually. Uh, the other thing I should point out, Jay, is is when you do the forward slash J, it has to be a capital J. Okay. If you, if you do a small J, it's, it, it won't find it. Okay. But you'll get you'll get the free book, and hopefully it's a value to you. All the information in there to contact us is is there. Jay's given you um, information. You can write me directly at mag, Kevin at MagnaLeadership.com, um, and if you want to talk. Um, I'd love to talk to you about where you are, uh, where you're stuck. I'll give you recommendations. And, and my promise to everyone is uh, you're not going to get a sales. There's no sales pitch from, from me. If I can help uh, and, um, you know, we would be good partners. Great. If, if I can help you and get you started on your own, that's great as well. It's magnaleader.co forward slash capital J. Magnaleader.co, C-O forward slash capital J. That'll get you your free copy. Folks, uh, Dr. G, thanks for being on the show. Stay with me. Folks, you know this is the show. You know what? You're in control of three things in your life, your attitude, your effort, and your resiliency. I know your circumstances can be difficult, but the truth of the matter is those three things are always in your control. Take control of them now. I'm going to be back next week with another great guest. It's going to be another great book. It's going to be an outstanding show. And as I say to you all over the world, you had a lot of choices. You chose us. Thank you for doing that. And ciao, everybody. To go a different way, yeah The time has come Your dreams will take you places you have never been before Find your passion, find your strength Don't worry anymore A new direction
direction